Welcome to today's program. I'm Anna Roberts, joined by Man Ben Shaber, founder of Sale Publishing, a digital publishing house for books, and also the editor-in-chief of the Emirati Sale magazine. It's an online magazine all about community and culture, written in English by mostly Emirati columnists. Iman, it's great to have you with me. Thank you. We are here at Shababik in Al Qasbah, hiding away, talking about books today, and something that's very dear and close to your heart, because you are a UAE's Rosalind Carter Fellow in Mental Health Journalism, yep. and today's show is all going to be focusing on books that focus on mental health. Yeah, yeah. Where did this passion for being a mental health advocate and also educating yourself uh, that, that you did over with the Rosalind Carter Fellowship, I think how did that come about? I it started with my writers on the magazine. Okay. Um, so a couple of my writers, are very dear ones to my heart, have been writing about mental health topics, um, whether they've gone through it personally or they have known people around them who've gone through them. So they've written about them. I was intrigued because it's a whole word that maybe I didn't know about, maybe I knew about, but didn't know the right labels and terms for it. So the more and more they wrote about it, I was more intrigued and I was like, you guys, whatever you want to write about it, just you have the open door for that topic. And I discovered that the youth, specifically the university students and the ones who are aged between 18 to 24, are the most category of age that suffer from it. Uh, because of a lot of other reasons. Um, so when that was happening, I got uh, an invite from the Rosalind Carter, from actually Al Jalila Foundation within Dubai to apply for the Rosalind Carter uh, Fellowship in Mental Health Journalism. So I applied, I got in, um, and uh, the project I applied with for the fellowship, because it's a whole year fellowship, and I applied with a project to have a focus um, articles in mental health for the youth specifically in university students Um, and it was very interesting because we got to learn so many things that were not on the surface so one in every four university students suffer from a mental health problem and that the three main mental health problems is depression and anxiety and eating disorder and a lot of them suffer from it uh, specifically an anxiety because they're not aware of what an anxiety is or that it is an actual medical case that you can be diagnosed with. They, a lot of them, whenever they used to complain, it gets brushed off. It's normal. You, you have to be anxious with exams and so on. And yes, you have to be anxious. It's a normal reaction. But the problem is this. On our days, the stress of university would be two weeks in a semester. And for instance, two weeks in the middle of the semester and then another two weeks at the end of the semester. But for kids nowadays, the stress and the amount of workload that's required from them is across the whole semester. It never ends. It doesn't end. And the problem with an anxiety is that, yes, it's normal to be anxious with the exams, but the brain is expected to have that as a simulation for about two weeks. But if you overdo that, your brain ends up losing track of how much is it simulating from certain hormones and chemicals in your brain. And when you overstimulate it for a long period of time, that's when you end up developing an anxiety and different mental health problems. Um, so it was very important to be part of the fellowship because, first of all, I learned a lot. And I hope through whatever we got published on sale during that year has helped a lot of more youth to understand what they're going through, to validate their feelings and to look to get help. That's incredible. And so the titles that we're going to be discussing later on in the program, are are they self-help books or are they novels? Two are novels. One is not exactly self-help, but it's not exactly fiction. It's um, 
it's it's a collection of letters from one person to another person on the healing process. So it's very interesting and relevant as well. So would this be categorized as bibliotherapy or the other one? Uh, no, it's just uh, talking about the experience of healing and how healing can come in different forms and shapes. Amazing, yeah. but but really eye-opening and obviously yeah. super helpful for yes. people. Stay with us. We are talking about mental health and novels to help guide you or show you through different experiences in life. We're with Iman Ben Sheba, founder of Sale Publishing and also a Rosalind Carter Fellow in Mental Health Journalism at Shababeek today. Stay with me on the program. I'm Anna Roberts for Pulse95. Welcome back to the program. I'm Anna Roberts, joined by Iman Ben Sheba, founder of Sale Publishing at Shababeek in Al-Qasbah. Hi, Iman. Hello, Anna. It's lovely to have you with me. We're talking all about mental health journalism today, and we've got a few titles that you're going to run us through, starting with something that I saw you post very excitedly about, because it was a title called Whisper Me This, with a very striking front cover. I've seen a few people, I think, read it. Has it been quite a hot title for the summer? I hope they've all read it because I've talked about it, but I have no idea. So the author's name is Carrie Ann King. Uh, it came out this year. Whisper Me This is uh, the tale of a single mother, apparently. Mm-hmm. What's the storyline? Actually, it came out this month, by the way. Oh, in so, August. Yeah, okay, in so August, it's yeah. a brand new title in August. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something super, super interesting that um, Carrie Ann King has actually um, done a few other best-selling novels, mm-hmm. Closer Home and I Wish You Happy, which I know yeah. we're going to talk about shortly. But take me through the, the sort of storyline. What is Whisper Me This all about? So the story is about a lady who gets a call that her mom has felt sick and she needs to go back home and, you know, look into take care of her and so on. Um, and when she goes back home, she finds out that they're accusing her dad of attempting to kill her mom. And she's like, there is no way this has happened because my dad is the most softest, most kin- kindest people on earth, blah, blah. So there becomes the journey of trying to find out what really happened. And uh, is her, is her mom's sickness really detrimental and that she's going to die and obviously yes she was it was deadly um so it was about finding the instruction from her mom that specified do not attempt to resuscitate resuscitate me oh a dnr DNR, i've seen it on Grey's anatomy yeah and all other medical shows but (laughs) so um so the journey was about finding that and this lady the uh the the one who is the, uh, the the book is about has always suffered from an anxiety from like indecisiveness and like people always told her that she keeps hallucinating or imagining things um so 
in the book, she tries to figure out what really happened with her mom. And the more and more she goes into it, she discovers, and I'm trying my best not to give any spoilers, but I'm going to be saying whatever was on the cover. Uh, she discovers that she actually had a twin sister at a very young age. Um, and her mom, when her sister disappeared from her life for reasons that you'll find out in the book, actually kept on telling her, stop imagining that person. This is an imaginary friend. You're too old to imagine an old friend, an imaginary friend anymore. And, you know, and she took her to therapy to convince her that this is all in her imagination. Oh, you've hooked me in. Right? Okay. So, and she's like, what is this supposed to be? And why did my mom do this? And so on. So it's like, as the story unravels, you try to find out what happened that made the mother do this. And it's about a story that her mom was fleeing from an abusive relationship and it just really explains abuse and how it leaves different marks on people um, and it just explains depression in different ways it explains um, uh, hallucinations in different ways it's just the author is a mental health uh, therapist so she has a different way of talking and educating about mental health in very subtle ways that you don't feel it at the time you're reading it but then you feel very loaded up with information now after you've read it so it's a it's a huge page turner like i could barely put it down um i don't want to say more information so i don't keep burning the spoilers but it's a beautiful story that you just have to read it and so it would be labeled as a bit of a drama not a thriller there's nothing too I scary think it's a thriller in it. okay not, oh, okay wait is that what thriller is scary well i kind of say that thrillers are a bit scary well yeah. i think it's a mystery Mystery, okay, yeah, I can yeah, do I with think, that. Yeah. yeah. So no. it's a contemporary fiction mystery uh, because across the whole book you're trying to find out what happened that made the mother not, like, you know, frame up all that story and about finding where the twin sister is and why has she gone away from the family. Who do you think would benefit this book from most? Would that be people who identify as suffering with anxiety or, or mental health disorders or those that want to find out more about them? I think both. I okay. think both. And I think really it has been, and, and anyone who enjoys a good story for that matter. Even if you don't want to have the mental health label on it, it's because, just a good, exactly, good novel. Because she does, like, the, the book came to me not as a mental health book. It just came to me as like, oh, it's an interesting new book that's coming up. Let's just read it. And it just blew my mind in every way. It's fantastic. Whisper Me This by Carrie Ann King. Just a newly released uh, novel that Iman has uh, turned very quickly through <laughs> it and gotten to the end. We're going to be hearing a little bit more about the author in just a moment. We're talking about mental health journalism today with the founder of Sale Publishing, Iman Ben Sheba. We're at Shababik in Al Qasba. When we return, we'll be looking at Carrie Ann King's other novel mm-hmm. titled I Wish You Happy. It's Pulse 95.
Welcome back. I'm Anna Roberts. This is Musafa in the city with Iman Ben Sheba, founder of Sale Publishing, talking all about mental health journalism. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you We're for me. going into our second novel, also by the same uh, author that you were just talking about, Carrie Ann King. This time, it's a novel called I Wish You Happy, which came out last year in 2017. It's been described as told with warmth and wit. I Wish You Happy explores the sometimes dark complexity of relationships, the transformative power of friendship, and the magic of hope how did you find this book uh from the same author i figured you know what i love the author let me try to see all the other books that she did um and i literally read all her three books in a couple of weeks (laughs) solid effort right (laughs) um so this book i wish you happy it was very interesting because it talks about ray the main character who works in a nursing home um and then And her psychiatrist or her therapist would tell her always that you lack a dimmer switch, that you're either full on connected to someone or you're completely off from a person that you just don't want to be interacting with them on any emotional level. Hmm. So she always thought that this meant that she's flawed in a way or another. So one day when she's going to work, um, she hits a person by mistake. She was just looking down in the car and then she hits a person, she runs over them. Um, and she thinks that she was, she, it was because of her recklessness and blah, blah, blah. So she feels very guilty about the person and just keeps on going and checking on her in the hospital all the way when she was in the hospital. And uh, when she discovered that she needs a little bit more recovery time, she offered her her house, come and stay with me so that you can go through the recovery. That's how guilty she was. Um, but then across the book, you discover that this person that she hit was actually a person with suicidal thoughts all the time. So every time, so it wasn't that she hit her by mistake. The lady actually turned her bike in front of the car so that she can actually die. It was a suicidal attempt. So it, it takes you into the mind of a person with suicidal thoughts and what really goes there and how helpless and dark they can get so very deep for a novel exactly um and then ray when the therapist was telling her about how you lack a dimmer switch um through the journey of the person who was suicidal she got to get close to one of her friends um and he teaches her that that's not a problem that what you are is something that's called an empath where you feel people's emotions even though they don't say it so for instance you are sitting with people who one has depression one has anxiety and so on and then you're over flooded with their emotions and you can't differentiate between yours and theirs wow i had no idea that that even existed right (laughs) so that's why for me the book was so intriguing because I wouldn't say I'm a full-on empath, but a lot of times I've had a problem with taking other people's emotions as my own. And like, I'd be very happy and then I'd sit with someone who's a bit depressed and then I'd get depressed for a couple of days after. And then I was like, why? I was just, there's nothing wrong. What's good? Why am I having that feeling? And just, it's very interesting because throughout the book, she gets the help that tells her how to start differentiating between her feelings and other people's feelings and not getting dragged into it. Wow. So it's a beautiful book. It's a really, and like very subtle education about what empath is, how suicidal people are and how not to take it on in a guilty way and how to allow people to deal with them on a different emotional level without getting sucked into their, you know, emotional cycles and stuff. So Fascinating. Obviously, super eye-opening for yourself Big and your time. own experience. Yeah. It's Carrie Ann King's I Wish You Happy, which was published in 2017. We're talking all about mental health journalism with Iman Ben Sheba, founder of Sale Publishing today. When we come back, we'll be looking at Letters to a Young Healer. Stay with me on Pulse95.
Welcome back to Musafir in the City. I'm Anna Roberts. On today's program, we're talking all about mental health journalism with Rosalind Carter, fellow Iman Ben Sheba of Sale Publishing. Hello, Anna. It's lovely to have you with me. We're in uh, Shababik here at Al Qasba, just enjoying the serenity and talking all about books, which is what we love to do when we get together. I always do. Uh, the last recommendation that you've got for some mental health uh, novels, we've talked about Carrie Ann King and, and both of her titles, but this one now delves into Letters to a Young Healer by a male mm-hmm. uh, author, David Schuch, I believe his name is, and it's described, uh, the sort of opening paragraph of the description on Goodreads is, after apprenticing at the feeder of a saintly old man who carved charms that help with the healing of souls, young Madeline had more questions than answers. This sounds a little bit hocus-pocus. What's this all about? Well, I would normally look at those as that. And it's just funny when a book pops... You see, that's the beauty of Kindle. Subtly trying to advertise it again She's for always her. trying to go on, give me the sales pitch. <laughs> so... The beautiful thing about Kindle is the moment you're done with the book, it starts to suggest so many other books in the same arena for you. And most of the times it recommends books that you didn't know about, but really are good books that you would enjoy. Um, and it's just a matter of a click away. So you don't even have to go to a bookshop and find it and whether they have it or not. It's just directly there. You click, you buy, and then you start reading it. So that was the case with Letters to a Young Healer then? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So... I looked at it and I was like, what is this supposed to be? And, you know, what kind of healing are we talking about? But then the more and more you read into it, it's like you realize that not necessarily do you have to be a healer to to, to appreciate the book, but you start to realize how this happens across our life. So it talks about, uh, it's a letter from her uncle that um, kind of tries to mentor her into the process of getting into healing as um, as a career. So she gets into different jobs with different people who creates elements or products that are for healing so one was charm maker and another in the the rest of the book she's going to be working with someone who actually weaves quilts and actually has some kind of therapeutic element into them so one of the things that the uncle tries to teach her is that healing doesn't necessarily come into products that are sold to you as a healing product and he gave example of two things that were very interesting Uh, one was a baker and one was um, uh, a th- some kind of a, a clinic that has some kind of a physiotherapy. And it, that physiotherapy clinic had two rooms. The, therap- the, the patients most of the times prefer to go to one room over the other. And the more and more they research into it, they realize that those two rooms had two different cleaners, consistently one for each room. So the room that most of ther- the patients like to go to, the, th- the cleaner of that room had a different methodology with cleaning. When they asked her, how do you clean it? She's like, I clean until it feels clean. So I just keep on rubbing and, and like cleaning and cleansing the stuff until I feel I'm serene from inside. As opposed to the other room, she's like, I spend 20, 30 minutes in there. I just clean and dust off the things and leave. So it was just interesting because it actually not only not only is she cleaning in terms of hygiene, she's actually cleaning in terms of energy. And, it, and everyone else feels it when they enter the place. Um, same thing with the baker. He was saying that um, I've, I used to go to a certain baker and for, for a reason or another, I've always felt upset in my stomach whenever, across the whole day, but I never really thought anything about it. And then one day that baker was closed, so I had to walk for a longer distance to get to another baker. And every time that happens, when I go to that other baker, 
I feel good across the whole day, although it's the same bread, it's the same ingredients and everything. So every time he used to go to the other baker, he felt better. And he didn't understand why, if this is the only difference that he made. So he asked the baker, how do you make it differently? He's like, nothing, I'm just, I try my best not to think anything negative while I'm baking it. I'm just enjoying the process of baking it. As opposed to the other baker that he always goes to, he discovered that he's always angry when he's actually baking it. And it's funny because we always try to think that energy doesn't rub off, but physically and scientifically speaking, energy is a particle that travels around. It never dies. So if you are feeling something, it's natural for it to rub off on whatever you're holding. And it's just interesting to think, wait a minute, this transcends into so many more things, you know? Even the products you use for your face, for instance, you'd always notice when you use a homemade product, it has a very different feel and you just feel way better when using it than a commercial product. No, so. it's, like, it's something that you can't put your finger on. Right. But, but clearly it is something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. So this is Letters to a Young Healer by David Schuch. Uh, I'm going to probably terribly pronounce his last name, but we'll, we'll get there. Letters you to a Young by the Healer. Name, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Iman, it's so great to always have you on the program. Thank you. I love talking, having my time with you. And talking about something so meaningful as well, mental health journalism. You are a Rosalind Carter Fellow and the founder of Sale Publishing. If people want to get in touch with you or hear a little bit more about the work that you do, where can they find you? I am on Twitter uh, as Iman Bencheba, I-M-A-N-B-E-N-C-H-A-I-B-A-H. That's the only public account I have. The rest are private. And Sale Publishing is available on Twitter and Instagram as Sale Publishing, S-A-I-L, Publishing. And it's available on Facebook as Sale E-Magazine. And we respond to all the messages when it comes to social media. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me as always. I think the uh, lunch rush or the afternoon rush are coming into Shababik. Yes, I could notice. (laughs) (laughs) If you miss out on any of the conversations here on Masafa in the City, you can always catch up online, subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, or check us out on soundcloud.com.